Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools and you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com www.ptschoolprobe.com and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's PREPTGRIND for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschool, P-R-O-B-E, probe.com and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. For those of y'all that might not know who we are, this is the first time you are catching one of these pre-PT grind chat lives. My name is Joseph Googie. This is Casey Coleman. We're both physical therapists. We also love serving pre-PTs and our job is to help you get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. So that's what we do if you are searching or on the path to PT, you are in the right place. Look no further. So every Thursday night, Casey and I come in here together and we do a live training on either something that has been brought to our attention by a student or something that we are noticing within the pre-PT world and we're like, hey, like we need to address this because this is probably in the best interest of a lot of students that are trying to become future physical therapists. So as we go on tonight, I will tell you what tonight's topic is in just a second, but let's dive in. So Casey, before we dive in, how you feeling, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Casey and I were just joking that 
my wife is due in 11 weeks, right? So I was telling him, I was like, yo, I'm taking advantage of all the sleep I can get right now because it's not guaranteed after the baby's born. So if y'all do not get good sleep, it's pre-fatigue. Y'all find some time to sleep. Sleep is great. Like you function so much better off of a clear mind. But tonight's topic is not on sleep. Tonight's topic is on how do I deal with the shame of not being good enough or not feeling like I'm good enough as a student. So I don't know if you guys have felt that as a pre-PT, whether you're currently applying or whether you're applying in a year or two or three, have you guys ever felt that? Felt like you're not good enough. And at times it may feel kind of shameful. It's like, man, like I really just don't want to share that with a lot of people because it, it sucks. Like it feels like I don't match up with where I should be. It feels like I don't match up with um, other pre-PTs, other students. Like I just don't feel like I, I'm PT school material sometimes. And so that's what we want to speak to because it, it affects everything you do. Like this is not just about a pick me up. This is a key part of how you perform as a pre-PT. Just remember how you feel about yourself, how you see your situation is directly correlated with how you perform as a pre-PT. And I mean that because y'all know the days y'all feel like amazing when you feel confident in yourself, when you feel like you're on the right path, like what typically happens? Like your actions are usually very bold. Your actions are very solid. Like you know exactly what you should be doing. You're not playing around. You're super straight to the point. But what happens when we don't feel great about ourselves? What happens when we're feeling like we're not good enough? We do very little, if, if anything at all. We go to our retreat positions, whether that's like you know, sleeping in, you know, like cuddling in our beds or, you know, not talking to anyone or unplugging from social media, whatever that may look like. So those actions either determine whether you will or will not be a strong applicant. So we want to deal with this, this feeling of not feeling good enough. Let's address it tonight. Casey, before we hit the points, is there anything else that you want to add to that prior to us diving in? Um, no, let's dive into it. I'll share my points after we go through them. All right, perfect. So for those of y'all that have felt that, and, and I'm telling y'all, like, I have personally felt that. For me, I felt it, I actually felt it after I got into PT school, which is a little different. So I'm um, interested to, to hear when Casey felt his, but for me, it was my second year of physical therapy school when I was at the bottom of my PT class. And right before this, like 30 minutes ago, we actually did a live interview for our students in the accepted system. And I had two of my good friends literally right here, like where I'm sitting, and they were with me the entire journey. And they remember, like, I just, I wouldn't tell any of my classmates what my grades were. We had like aliases, you know, release the class grades. And I would always change mine up if I ever felt like someone even figured out what mine was. Cause I was like, yo, they're going to notice that I got 60% on that exam or I got a 45% on that exam. And, you know, I'm, I'm barely surviving PT school. So it was at that point that I remember telling my now wife, I was like, yo, like, what if I went down the wrong path? What if PT is not for me? Like, what if I'm not smart enough to be a physical therapist? Did I, did I just get lucky? Did this, was it a fluke? Like, like, did I steal somebody's seat? Was someone else supposed to be in the seat that I'm in now? And I don't know if you guys feel that as pre-PTs. Like, do you guys sometimes feel like, man, like, is this, this whole pre-PT thing a fluke? Was it not supposed to be for me? Am I supposed to be focusing on something else? Clearly my grades don't show that I'm, like those students, clearly my GRE scores don't show like I'm those students, clearly my, you know, whatever it is, maybe I've been rejected before. So I just don't feel like I'm good enough. I felt that it's almost suffocating. Like, like it sucks to feel that. 
And so for y'all that are feeling that or have felt that, here's the first point for tonight. The first point is you have to realize that you're not the only one. I think for me in that moment, I felt like I was the only one. I actually later realized that I was not the only one going through a similar experience in my class. All of us were just very good about hiding it. <laughs> All of us were very good about you know, changing our aliases and not talking about it and not telling other people. But after PT school, like we addressed it and we're like, yo, like how many of y'all were like straddling the bottom of the class? We're like, mm -hmm. they didn't even know I was struggling, right? And so you have to realize that you're not the only one. And just because other people look like they have it together doesn't mean that they do. And, and this is the first point for tonight because I think a lot of times we, we dig ourselves deeper into this hole when we start comparing ourselves where we feel other people might be at with, with how, how prepared we feel other students are or with how confident we feel other students might be because of what they're displaying. Just realize that many times you're displaying some of those same things. You're displaying some of those confident attributes because you're trying to cover up the fact that you don't feel like you're good enough. So just understand you're not the only one. That's actually like kind of relieving because it, like it lets you know that you're not, if you're not the first one to experience it, then you're not going to be the last one to experience it. And that also means that a lot of people that have felt what you're feeling have also accomplished this goal of becoming physical therapists. So on that first point, Casey, what are your thoughts, brother? Yeah, I think a question can be asked is like, what even is good enough? I think that's a question you can try, you can try and ask yourself. Like, if you're like, man, I, I don't feel good enough. Well, what is that? And what I mean by this is, is this, like when I was a pre-PT, where I am today, what I just did today was good enough. Like I would look at that in the future and say, dang, Casey, you made it, quote unquote, you made it. That is my good enough to me as a pre-PT, even probably a, a PT student. Hmm. So when you're thinking about, man, I'm, I'm not good enough right now, what, what does that even mean? if you're a reapplicant and you've changed a lot of things is where you were last year. If you would have talked to yourself and said, what's good enough, or I'm not good enough. What would good enough be? Would it be where you are now? Hmm. If so, I mean, you might need to think of, you might need to think over that and celebrate a little bit. Yeah. We got work to do. We still got to get in all that stuff, but shoot celebrate because this might be it. This might be the good enough you are working for. So I just want you guys to think about that with this question and with this theme of tonight, what, what does that even mean to you? Or do you even know what that means? Or are you just, are you just saying it? Or are you just thinking it based on what Joseph just said, just because we've seen other people's good enoughs or what they think is good enough. And we're all just chasing this good enough that always changes. Cause today, if like what I'm thinking is good enough today is not where I'm at today. Like my good enough today is something different than it was in PT school and as a pre-PT. So where you are now, just think about that. What, is, what does that even mean to me? And am I there right now? And am I on the right track to getting it? So when, when I saw this, when I saw the topic that we were talking about, when I was listening to Joseph's talk, I was like, well, wait, what, is that, what does that even mean? What is yeah. this? What is this good enough that we're striving for? So I, I challenge you guys to, to ask yourself this question. It might not be easy. It might be easy for some, but that's the first thing that came to mind this point so that's that's my mm. short little number one i slid in there i love it i love it like i hope this is making sense to you guys here's point number two point number two if you feel ashamed or you feel the shame of not being good enough or you're telling yourself you're not being good enough point number two is 
Uh, learn to be kind to yourself. Learn to be kind to yourself. Y'all, this is <laughs> it's actually tough to do that. Like if you haven't, it's like a muscle, like you have to train it. Casey and I were just talking about the fact that, you know, I heard like prior to this live stream, like he, he sat down and I called him an old man. He was like, yeah, it was leg day today, right? <laughs> or, or yesterday, right? So the, the biggest thing is like, you know, like just like working out, you are training muscles. The things that Casey maybe did for leg day, he probably wasn't doing that two years ago or three years ago. Like he's trained certain muscles and they've gotten stronger. Like the amount of load that he's able to have or the, you know, the weights that he's using like have changed over time or maybe he's not doing weights or whatever that is. And so being kind to yourself is like training a muscle. Being kind to yourself is like naturally we are the hardest on ourselves. I will, I'll be the first to say it. I will be the first to say it. And I think we have to start becoming our own, like our own cheerleader, our own hype man, not, not always waiting for other people to do it. And part of that is just because like, think of how you feel when other people are rooting you on. Think of how you feel when other people believe in you. Don't you feel just a little bit more secure, a little more um, energized, or a little more excited about what you're doing? Don't you feel like you can get up a little easier when you're falling, whether that's after having a bad grade or after struggling on the GRE, don't, doesn't it feel like you can keep fighting? Well, the honest truth is you can do that for yourself because there are times when you might be the only person. There are times when you might be the only person that can cheer you on. That might be with family. Like I, like I talk about this all the time. Casey talks about this all the time. Like sometimes the people that are closest to us are not experiencing what we're experiencing as pre-PTs. And so they can't advocate for us. If we've gotten rejected before, maybe it's easier for them to say, hey, find a different profession. I mean, y'all already know what I say about, about advisors, <laughs> same thing. So sometimes you might be the only person, now you guys have pre-PT grind, but I'm just saying like in, in real life, there might be times when it's just you and you. So it doesn't work in your favor to beat yourself up as well, but just realize that it doesn't come automatically. And this is hard. Like this is actually hard, it's something you have to work at, but it's saying, hey, am I, Am I trying to intentionally be kind, to, like be kind to myself? Whenever I go through an obstacle, whether it's, it's a class or whatever, like, can I reframe? Can I tell myself the exact opposite of what I'm feeling? If I feel like I suck, can I tell myself that I'm the greatest? Like I, you know, I might do a live stream on this another time, but I call it the, the Muhammad Ali effect, right? Like Muhammad Ali always said, I am the greatest. I, people might think he was being arrogant or whatever, but I, I honestly feel like it was the most amazing self-talk ever because what would happen is because he told himself that he actually believed it. And because he actually believed it, he acted like it. He fought like it. He trained like it. And so I think y'all got to sometimes be a little bit like Muhammad Ali. Just tell yourself, I am the greatest. You don't have to say that to other people. I'm just saying that like to yourself, be kind to yourself. Start doing that every single day, like whatever that looks like. Whenever you're going through something where you feel like it's easier to beat yourself up, say, hey, like, how can I be there for myself? How can I support myself? How can I reframe where my mind is going? Because that's what will determine how quickly I get up, how quickly I go back at it. Because that's the point, right? Isn't the point to stay in the fight long enough to become PT students and ultimately physical therapists? Like, that's the point of this whole thing. And when we beat ourselves up, we're taking longer to get back up. It's like being in like fighting. And if someone knocks you out, it's like you just staying, staying down longer. It's, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you. So you have to start being kind.
kind to yourself. Casey, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I think a tangible way to, to do that and put that into practice to elude uh, what you were saying is kind of use your past successes to your advantage. You mm. might be like, man, I'm beating myself up or I think I'm not good enough or I'm not being kind to myself because I got a C on my last test in the summer class when I was supposed to get an A to make sure I get an A in this class to get a 3.6 on my GPA. That might be why, might be one of the reasons why, or you took a GRE practice test and you're like, dang, I got a 145 on each section. I was supposed to get a 151 and a 150. Dang, that's why I'm not good enough. Or that's why I'm not kind to myself. But if you're feeling like that, I think you can use tangibly and actionably use your past successes as proof to like, wait, no, of course I didn't do well on this test or this practice test, but shoot, on the quiz before I got an 11 out of 10. On the last practice test, shoot, on the trigonometry section that I was struggling with, I got all but one question right or wrong, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what you guys can do. Use your past successes as proof. Like, dang, I didn't do well on this. Can I ever bounce back? Will I ever be good enough? Oh my gosh, the world is falling apart. Like, no, you have actual, actual facts and proofs to show that you're smart, that you're good enough, that you can do this. Because if you didn't, you probably wouldn't even be this far. I can tell you that for a fact. If you failed everything, if you got C's on every single thing, you would not be following. You probably would have been somewhere else looking for a different career, or you would have been like, eh, I, I, I can't even do it. Or you might be starting over, whatever that is. You would not even be here if you didn't have some kind of past success to tell you that you can do this and you're good enough to some extent. So if you failed a practice test or you didn't get the grade that you wanted, go back and be like, wait, I am like, I am somebody, right? Go back and see, I am somebody because I did this. I accomplished that. I got a test grade on this. I made the Dean's list on that. Whatever that is, you have proof somewhere that you're smart enough. So if you're like trying to struggle or if you're struggling and you're like, man, I don't even know how to be kind to myself. You can be like, wait, I can hype myself a little bit because I don't just have empty words that shoot, Casey is the best. Muhammad Ali didn't have empty words like Joseph was saying. Yeah, he was saying he's the greatest, but if you went back on his track record, he's the, he's, he was saying he's the greatest for a reason because he was killing it. He was, he was killing it. And you can do the same thing. You were killing it at, at one point or the other. At one point or the other, you were killing it in some form or fashion. So. But that's my number two. I just wanted to say that because that's what I used in PT school, especially to get through those lower test grades. So I hope it helps someone else. You got it. You got it. And, and so brings us to point number three. If you're feeling like you're not good enough, if you feel we called it the shame of not being good enough or whatever, like that feeling that we get. Point number three for you tonight is understand that it's normal to struggle. It's normal to struggle. Like we're humans. I, I like, like, I don't, like, I don't think it's possible to, to live life and not struggle. But the real thing is, what's my response going to be to it? And can I also redefine what it means? Can I redefine struggle to being, being the equivalent of growth? Can struggle be part of growth? Think of every class. Like, y'all remember, I don't know about you guys, but like, I remember being in like fifth grade and feeling like what we were learning was like the hardest thing in the world. 
right? I remember being in like eighth grade and feeling like that was like the hardest thing in the world. It's like, oh my gosh, like, what are we learning? How am I going to survive high school? Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, literally, like I was freaking out about it. And the biggest thing is like, that was a moment of struggle. Now it's different. It's different from, from when you feel like you're not good enough, but just understand like, like struggles are actually moments of growth. They are, they are. And I think sometimes like, this is why like, I like calling them temporary defeats. They are moments where you get to like either decide, hey, will this knock me down again? Or will I use this in a, like as an opportunity to become who I'm supposed to become? And I don't know if Casey wants to touch on when he got rejected from PT school, but, but we've said this in live streams before. Like, like Casey's even shared how that was so key. I mean, he didn't, if he could go back, I mean, he probably wouldn't have wanted to go through that feeling. Nobody does. Like nobody wants to go through the feeling of like being rejected. But looking back now, he's like, wow, like a lot of the things that have happened were connected to that experience because I decided to pick myself up. I decided that I was not going to let that pull this dream away from me of becoming a physical therapist. And, and, and now in, in many ways that shaped out what has now turned into pre-PT grind and what he is currently doing as a physical therapist. And so I just have to decide like one, if I know that it's normal to struggle, if I know that obstacles are normal, they're human, they're, they're part of the human experience. Think if y'all go in this with expectations that it's going to be smooth sailing, well, you are in for a bumpy ride. That's just the truth. The real winners, the real winners know that those are opportunities for growth. Those are opportunities to, even when it's painful, to, to be able to say, hey, like, how can I pick myself up? Who do I need to be around to keep me going, to keep me fighting so that I have the opportunity or the privilege to get so far down the line that I can look back and recognize it as a moment of growth. But while you're going through it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. While you're going through it, it just feels like, like a crap show, right? But, but, but start telling yourself, hey, like this sucks, but, but this is an opportunity for me to figure out how to pick myself up again. This is an opportunity for me to decide to still keep moving towards my dream of becoming a physical therapist, whatever that looks like, whether that's you know, finding a coach, whether that's changing who I'm around, whether that, like whatever that is for you, because those are the students that crush it. And that's the point where the students that don't end up becoming physical therapists, that's when they quit. But the students that do end up becoming physical therapists, that's when they decide, hey, like I need to do something else. Like I need to keep moving, but I do know that I need to change a few things but that's where they grow and that's where they evolve. And that's where, when they look back, they're like, man, I would not have become the person I am today had I not gone through that. So Casey, what are your thoughts on that, brother? Yeah, what, what I'm hearing is just to use that feeling to your advantage instead of like your detriment. So you could say, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm never gonna make it. I'm never gonna be whatever. Or you could say, damn, I'm not good enough. Let me get my acting gear so I could be good enough to be a physical therapist or whatever. So I think it's really all, all how you use that tool to your advantage. You could say like, or in my, in my case, when I was rejected, since we were talking about that, I could have just been like, shoot, I'm not good enough and do something else. Or I could have been like, you're right, Andrews University, according to you guys and what you wanted that year, I, I guess I wasn't good enough. Okay, let me be good enough to, to myself and to you and to other schools so that I can become a physical therapist, whether at your school or a different school or whatever. So I think that that's the main point of this, like use it to your advantage. And the other thing is that you don't have to be good enough all the time. Like 
Like, no, of course, nobody's perfect all the time. We've heard that before, but it's, it's different until you actually try and use that for yourself in your own situation. Like we don't have to be a hundred percent all the time. I didn't have to be good enough that year to become a physical therapist. You don't have to be good enough for that third practice test to pass your GRE. You don't have to, we weren't good enough on all of our tests in PT school and we still freaking graduated. You don't have to be good enough all the time because you're not going to be. And if you let that bring you down every single time something happens, it's not going to be a fun ride at all because it's really all about like what struggles can you deal with and are you willing to deal with is what's going to make the difference between how your journey is going to be to become a physical therapist, the clinic owner, an online business owner or whatever. There's going to be struggles in anything and hard times in anything. But if you know that, shoot, I don't have to be good enough all the time. And when I don't feel good enough all the time, let me use that to my advantage. <laughs> you will be a thousand percent better than, than wherever you wanted to be or whatever you thought you were going to be when you had that feeling like, dang, it's never going to work out. So that's my third, third point to, to this topic. Boom. I absolutely love it, man. There are plenty of students that feel that. And, that, and, that, and that's why we decided to talk about this because it's, it's, it's something that we all battle with. And here's what I want you guys to, to, to understand as we kind of wrap this up. The feeling of not being good enough is not attached to only one goal. So what I mean by that is this, like your feelings of not being good enough is not just because you're currently trying to become a physical therapist. It's a lot deeper than that. It's an internal, it's like an internal battle we have with ourselves. And, and why I'm saying that is because for many of us, if we don't address this, like if we don't start doing some of the things that we're talking about in point one, point two, point three, like it follows us after we become PTs. And then now we have to ask ourselves, like, why do we still not feel good enough? Like, we thought we weren't good enough to become PTs, but we clearly did it. So now I don't feel good enough to do what? To, like, run a clinic? Like, we always create that same narrative for ourselves. And so it, it, it has nothing to do with you becoming a physical therapist. It has everything to do with how you believe in yourself. Like, what, what your self-trust level is. Does that make sense? And so that's why, like, like, this might feel like, oh yeah, you know, this is nice. No, like this is part of what your, like your ability to hit your potential as a future professional or in whatever else that you do, because these feelings are internal. These feelings are attached to certain experiences and it's not just on your pre-PT journey. So just understand that it does follow you if you don't address it. And I'm saying that from experience. And so just, just know, Hey, like I need to start addressing this. I need to start realizing that I'm not the only one. I need to start realizing that, that I need to have that Muhammad Ali effect. I have to start being kind to myself. And then I also need to understand that it's normal to struggle. It's just about what I do next. And you guys can start using those every single time. Uh, you will start noticing a shift in how you see yourself in how you handle obstacles and how you handle struggles. And, and not only will you become physical therapists, but you'll be able to do whatever you want in this profession, which has a lot of cool options. And it has a lot of options for even new stuff that we've never seen, right? Because you'll have the ability to believe in yourself enough to create some of those things. So that's what I want to leave with. Anything you want to wrap it off with, Casey, before we wrap it up? No, just remember that question I asked at the beginning. What, what even is good enough? Because I swear to you, as a pre-PT, everything that I'm doing now was good enough. So if you get to this point, like Joseph was saying, and you're a physical therapist, and now that changed, like, dang, I'm here now, but me being a PT in this setting or making this much money isn't good enough, remember, 
at some point, at some time, where you are now, you thought was good enough. So just just ponder with that question. And uh, if you want to send us a DM or something, let us know what your answer is. I will be happy to talk about it. I love it. I love it. Well, if you guys uh, feel stuck or if you guys need some guidance, reach out to us at contactpreptgrind.com. We are always there to take care of you and we got you covered. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.